It's the International Soccer Preview. This is Series 15 of our MediaCast. It's the short version of Series 14 on Euro 2024 Qualifying. We're looking at Group B. Netherlands, France, Ireland, Greece and Gibraltar. Here we go. It's the International Soccer Review Series 15. This series is a shortened version of Series 14 and primarily part three of that series. Okay, let's look at each team in Group B with a summary of their history and then a look at their recent form. All right, well, I'll do the long history and we start with the Netherlands. So Netherlands was a weak team in the early years. Uh, They reached two World Cups. in the 1930s, but that's a bit deceptive since they played only one game in each of them and lost both. So they remained a non-entity after the war until 1974, where they burst onto the scene. Great success in that decade ended as suddenly as it began, and they went back to being a second-tier team until a surprise Euro Cup uh, win in 1988 set them on track for the next 25 years. So they never fell at the group stage in all of those years, with the one exception of not reaching the World Cup in 2002. But that lapse perhaps hinted at a defining feature from 2012, where infighting within the team was at least part of the problem. They failed to qualify for two cups in a row, the 2016 Euro Cup and the 2018 World Cup. But it was business as usual from 2020, passing the group stage in subsequent cups through, uh, although a quarterfinal finish in the 2020 World Cup, uh, sorry, that should be the 2022 World Cup, is their highest finish since their third place finish in the 2014 World Cup. Yeah, in terms of the recent performance, um, as you said, after a terrible period from 2015, missing those two major tournaments in a row, they have returned to passing the group stage of tournaments, um, the level they had fairly consistently kept from 1988 onwards. That they fell so unexpectedly in the round of 16 in 2020 after looking so strong in the group stage is a worry, showing that they're still capable of catastrophic lapses. Perhaps a factor in that was, as you said, the team dynamics as there were, there was a lot of dissent over the manager, at least among the fans. A quarterfinal finish in the 2022 World Cup is what they expected of themselves at least. But their top showing in the 2022-23 Nations League A, where they won the group over Belgium, Poland and Wales, suffering only a home draw with Poland, is in line with their hopes. All right, that's the Netherlands, and we move on to the next team, uh, France. So I'll do the long history, and Kiara uh, will do the recent history. So overall, France is not as consistent as other top teams, at least in their qualifications and in their record of reaching cups. Their peaks seem higher, and apart from the current period of strength, they're represented by the influence of a particularly great player, allowing us to identify the Fontaine years around 1959, the Platini years around 1985, and the Zidane years stretching from 1998 to 2006. The valleys also seem lower with their worst period from 1962 to 1980. In Euro Cup play, they didn't win a qualification campaign after 1960 until 1992. 
In recent years, they have not had a consistent poor run, but weakness has come in the form of terrible lapses in cups in 2002, 2008, and 2010. In terms of their recent performance, that period from 2008 to 2014 was flat and uninspiring, rather than being a period of notable weakness. But as has always been the case, hosting pulled them out of it, and second place in the 2016 Euro Cup was followed by a World Cup win in 2018. Euro 2020 was a disappointing round of 16 finish, but the 2022 World Cup saw them in the final once more. But if final results are generally impressive, qualification runs are not as consistent as England and Spain, and invariably feature a few points dropped. The 2022-23 Nations League campaign also showed fragility. There, they earned only a single point over Denmark and Croatia and finished third, just a point ahead of Austria, who they bested. All right, well, that's France, and we'll move on to the third team, Ireland. And uh, Ireland is notable in how often they come close to reaching a cup, uh, falling short more often than not, and often due to too many draws. They have uh, successfully qualified for three World Cups and three Euro Cups. And these define periods of strength. Uh, While unsuccessful in any qualification beforehand, one Euro Cup in 1988 and two World Cups in 1990 and 1994 mark a period of strength. Their third and last World Cup appearance in 2002 might be tagged on to that since they did reach final playoffs in the three qualifications in between. The second period of strength was less impressive with two Euro Cup qualifications in a row in 2012 and 2016. Only in 2016 did they pass the group stage, though they had done so in all their World Cup appearances. Now that Euro Cup, oh sorry, now that Euro Cup has expanded to uh, 24 teams, their general strength suggests regular participation, even if they did fail to reach it in 2020. For their recent performance, they have been in decline since their round of 16 finish in the 2016 Euro Cup. Um, In truth, they have not even maintained their history of coming close. They reached a playoff structure in 2020 but fell in the first round there and were a distant third place in 2022 World Cup qualifying where they lost to Luxembourg at home. 2022-23 UEFA Nations League action saw them in League B having been relegated in the previous edition. Though they took points off all teams they finished third well behind Scotland and Ukraine and lost away to last place Armenia. Overall they seem in a slump though a strong finish in 2022 World Cup qualification offers a glint of hope. A glint of hope for Ireland, Piera. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I'm saying that because we have an Irish background, so we're always kind of going for Ireland. Our uh, fourth team, then, is Greece. Uh, Greece is an unpredictable team. Their standard finishing qualifying campaigns is third place, But when it's not, it's more often fourth in World Cup play, but second in Euro Cup play. Intermittently, they rise above that to qualify for a tournament, though there's not much correlation between the two tournaments. 
Uh, they qualified for Euro 1980 amidst poor finishes in World Cup campaigns at that time, and then qualified for the 1994 World Cup, surrounded by third-place finishes in Euro qualifying. Most interestingly, two fourth-place uh, World Cup finishes surrounded their stunning Euro Cup uh, victory in 2004. From 2008, though, good performances in both tournaments merged into a valid period of strength. It was successful qualifications for four cups in a row from 2008 to 2014. In the last two of these, they passed the group stage. It thus came as a shock when in 2016, they finished last in their Euro qualifying group behind even Faroe Islands who beat them twice. But they recovered quickly with the solid 2018 World Cup campaign, though it wasn't to the level of reaching uh, cups. So in their recent performance, as you said, a strong period from 2008 to 2014 fell off a cliff with that truly ghastly performance in 2016. A quick recovery in the 2018 World Cup qualifying saw them reach a final playoff. A return to their standing third place finish followed in Euro 2020 and World Cup 2022 qualifying, finishing four points or more behind second in both cases. A strong showing in their 2022-23 UEFA Nations League C group, where a loss in Cyprus with their only points drop, saw them promoted to League B. That is positive, but is akin to finishing third in qualifications, and their performance in League B will be the test of their current form. Right, and our final team is uh, Gibraltar, and in terms of their longer history, uh, well, with a population of only 32,000, Gibraltar seems bound to remain one of the weakest teams in Europe. While their goals against record has improved, they still lose all games and have a worse goals record, uh, goals against record that is, than most of the weak teams in the region. A few competitive results losses by uh, only a one-goal margin offer the hope of their first point. Um, the Nations League record is a better measure of their strength, though. They have proven competitive among the weakest teams in the region there. In their recent performance, while they await their first point in a qualifying campaign, they can only aim for the odd competitive game and a respectable scoreline against teams much stronger. UEFA Nations League is more suited to their level as they can enjoy competitive games and some good results. They did well earning promotion to League C in 2021-22. Um, that proved far too rich though as they were demoted quickly. So while they are competitive among weak teams, they have yet to prove themselves a threat of even taking points in a qualifying campaign. All right, well, that's the overview of our five teams. So let's move on to part three. Uh, of Series 14, that's uh, Connor and my discussion of the prospects of these teams. Let's begin with the rankings. Sure, so I'll, I will say that um, the seeding for the, for the pots for this tournament were determined based on Nations League play. Um, so Netherlands were the pot one team. They're currently sixth in the world according to the FIFA rankings and third according to ELO. Uh, this represents actually a sharp rise from December 2017 when they were, uh, or June 2017 when they were 32nd in FIFA and 17 at ELO, wow. um, that following a couple of their non-qualifications. 
Yeah, uh, yeah, you're right. I, I was actually focusing on uh, France being a pot two team here, and of course that is because of their uh, poor result in the 2022-23 uh, UEFA Nations League. But it, it is a bit odd for a team that's been in the final of the last two World Cups to be the pot two team here. Yeah, it is a bit odd because France were our, our third according to both systems, both FIFA and ELO. Um, so, you know, they have a higher FIFA ranking than Netherlands, but are the pot two team. Um, and France have basically been second, third or fourth in both systems since December 2018, since that World Cup four years ago. So mm -hmm. definitely odd for them to be a pot two team, but how it is. Yeah. Uh, but they Ireland, are up and down because uh, in the uh, December 2015, they were 25th in uh FIFA, although they were eighth in uh, ELO ranking, so again, kind of uh, illustrating the difference between both systems there. Yeah, Ireland were the are the pot three team. They're forty um, eighth in FIFA, forty seventh in ELO, so pretty consistent. Um, and we mentioned some of the poor results Ireland have had: losses to Armenia and Luxembourg. So they've actually fallen um, from kind of the thirties where they sat for much of the middle part of the the twenty tens. Yeah, they, they're up and down uh, quite a bit. Uh, 70th in FIFA rankings in June 2014, but uh, not that low in ELO. Yeah, Greece are very near Ireland. They're 51st in FIFA, so just behind them, but just ahead of them in ELO at 43rd. Um, Greece have also shown a bit of fluctuation with their, their inconsistent form. Um, they were as high as 12th in the world in June 2014. Um, and 10th in ELO, but that said, they've been in the 40s or 50s for, for most of the past uh, several years. Yeah, that uh, slight discrepancy between FIFA and ELO uh, should, uh, well, I guess it promises an interesting battle between the two. Yeah. And then finally, Gibraltar, um, they're 200th uh, in FIFA and 182nd in ELO. Um, and that's more or less where they've been. It's actually a, a slight drop. Um, from the, the heady days of 194th uh, in December 2018 and 175th in ELO, um, those are basically their highest ever rankings. Yeah, yeah. Well, slipping below 200 is uh, um, a bit of a disgrace, but uh, we will see how they do. Let's take a look at the head-to-head -head records here. So, Connor, I'm thinking if you just kind of tell us what the actual record is and if there's anything... Uh, the, to point out in terms of uh, recent meetings or something, I can do that. Yeah, so we'll start with Netherlands against uh, some of the other teams. So Netherlands have a winning record against Ireland. Six wins, three draws, and just two losses. Right, the last time they met was in 2002 World Cup qualifications where Ireland actually knocked them out. Yeah, good for them. Uh, Netherlands have a winning uh, record against Greece. Four wins, a draw, and zero losses. Yeah, last meeting there was in 1992, so not that relevant. And then Netherlands and Gibraltar have met twice before. Um, those are both wins for the Netherlands. Yeah, and that was actually in 2022 World Cup qualifying, so quite recent. Uh, big wins for Netherlands uh, in both legs. Uh, France versus the Netherlands, they've met uh, just seven times in uh, World Cup and Euro Cup play. Um, France has a has four wins and Netherlands three, so a pretty even, even record. 
Yeah, yeah, they met in uh, 2018 last, and France won both legs there. Uh, France and Ireland have met a lot more times. Uh, France has a record of seven wins, three draws, and three defeats. Are you traumatizing me, Connor? Uh, 2010 World Cup, where France actually got through uh, the playoff, but uh, due to a famous handball by... Thierry Henry. Yeah, that's right. But actually, their last meeting was in the 2016 Euro Cup round of 16. So uh, France was at home uh, in that tournament and they won 2-1. So they have met since. Yeah. Uh, France and Greece have played three times and it's a win and a draw apiece. One, a 1-1-1 one, one one record. Right, and the last meeting there was in the 2004 uh, Euro Cup quarterfinal, which uh, Greece won. Yeah. Uh, France have never met Gibraltar. Um, moving on to Ireland, Ireland have never met Greece, um, which is interesting, but Ireland have met Gibraltar actually four times um, and won all four of those games. Yeah, they were grouped in uh, uh, 2016, 2020, and now 2024 Euro Cup qualifying, so regular meetings there. Yeah, Gibraltar yet to score against Ireland, maybe they'll do that here. Yeah, but it was uh, just one nothing and 2 nothing in the 2020 campaign, which uh, holds out a bit of hope for Gibraltar there. Yeah, certainly. Um, and then Greece have met Gibraltar twice. Uh, both of those were wins for Greece. Right, and that was in the 2018 uh, World Cup qualifying campaign. All right, nice. Uh, let's move on to the, uh, the odds of each team, but we're going to begin by looking at where exactly in the pots uh, they came from. So sometimes that's uh, significant. Yeah, so Netherlands were actually ranked number one overall because they had the best record among uh, Nations League A teams. So that's landed them as kind of the first overall seed. Um, and France are the highest seed from pot two. So you think those two teams perhaps a bit unlucky to be playing each other. Mm -hmm. um, perhaps more unlucky for the teams below them. Ireland were drawn from the middle of pot three. Uh, Greece were the second of the 10 teams in pot four, and then Gibraltar, um, surprisingly, kind of near the middle of pot five, um, ahead of Estonia, Latvia, Moldova, and Malta. Yeah, well, that's got to make this one of the toughest groups with uh, the, the first pot one team, the first pot two team, and then second place in pot four. Uh, yeah, I, I agree. It should be uh, a tough group for sure. Right, well, let's see what the odds makers say in terms of uh, winning the group. I'm just going to simplify the graphic while you start talking there. Yeah, so France actually are given um, a 79% chance of winning the group. That compared to 27% for Netherlands. Um, are you surprised to see such a discrepancy there? Yeah, let's begin our discussion in the next uh, section with that. That's, uh, that is very interesting. Sure. And then in terms of odds, uh, Greece, the pot four team, are actually favoured over Ireland. Greece with 3.7% chance, um, Ireland with 1.6% chance of winning the group. Um, and then finally, Gibraltar have a 0.1% chance of winning the group, but that may be generous. Yeah, yeah, even a thousand to one is generous. But, uh, you know, even though uh, Ireland and Greece have very low odds of winning the group, it's interesting to compare the relative difference between them. Basically, Greece given twice, uh, more than twice the chance that uh, that Ireland is. Mm -hmm. And that's maybe a good uh, place to open the discussion. So do you want to uh, address that uh, huge difference between France and Netherlands? 
Yeah, I, I'm surprised it's it's that the odds makers are um, are are favoring France so much. Again, this is just odds to uh, to win the group. Um, I mean, I see the group as really there's there's kind of two top teams, two middle teams, and then you have Gibraltar. Um, I I don't see a lot of kind of movement between those bands, but within the top two bands, it should be competitive. I think Netherlands and France will actually be perhaps more competitive than the odds suggest. Yeah, I got to agree with you there. I think um, I, I, I may give France the edge. I wouldn't be surprised to see them uh, with slightly higher odds than the Netherlands, but this is like three times the chance. Uh, I don't think so. There are a couple of strikes against France. Uh, we saw with the 2022-23 uh, UEFA Nations League that France can definitely put in some poor campaigns, and we saw that uh, over their longer history too. Uh, another factor too is that um, uh, they've often done poorly. If you think they won uh, the World Cup in 1998 and then their disastrous 2002 World Cup campaign, and then the same thing happened in 2010 after finishing second in um, 2014. Let's say, oh sorry, 20, uh, 2006, and uh, kind of the same thing happened in their Euro success is that they came in with a weak campaign after. That didn't happen after the 2018 World Cup win, but um, do you see uh, that 2022-23 Nations League campaign as kind of a, a sigh after winning and, and maybe not having the motivation to, to repeat? But potentially, I, I think it's um, it's interesting. I, I, I mean, obviously France and Netherlands both did extremely well in the World Cup, getting both to the semi-finals. Um, but on their their form before that, going into the World Cup, Netherlands had a, the significant edge. You know, they were the most dominant League A Nations League team, whereas France only they they only won one of six games. So I think that's consistent with what we described in France being a bit more volatile, and as you mentioned at the upset at the outset, perhaps a bit unpredictable. I mean, I think you could maybe explain one or two losses for France as being, you know, perhaps letting their guard down. But it was a really poor campaign in the Nations League, you know, over six games. Yeah, almost demoted to uh, almost demoted to League B. Um, on the other hand, you know, Netherlands is uh, well capable of poor campaigns, as we saw, failing to qualify for a couple of World Cups recently and stuff so uh what do you think of them do you think they can be consistent enough to to beat france here i think they certainly can challenge france on a game level um i think both teams will actually be fairly consistent among the teams below them so i think the the matches against each other could be the decisive ones so i don't put it out as a question i probably favor france a little bit um but you know the netherlands are coming off a couple good performances and good results and they seem to be you know, to be gelling well and kind of have found a, a formula after kind of a, a, a rough patch um, over, you know, a couple tournaments in the 2010s. Yeah, um, there's a bit of a recency bias here. I tend to look at the longer view. So I see uh, France and Netherlands both kind of capable of a very inconsistent campaigns. Netherlands particularly tend to be great or very poor. So uh, one or the other, a lot of it kind of coming down to the to the team dynamic. I don't know if you can check, but is Louis van Gaal still uh, in charge there? Um, I will check and I will get back to you and 
Um, no, it's Ronald Koeman now. Okay, so I don't know how it's going to be. Like under Frank de Boer, there was a lot of grumbling and stuff, and uh, they didn't do that well. So uh, they're, they're, they're kind of open to that. France is not as consistent as some other top teams like uh, Spain and well England had a poor uh, Euro camp or UEFA Nations League campaign too but you know um, they're very consistent in qualifying I'm not sure Netherlands and France will be as consistent so I said in the hook uh, at the beginning of the podcast that inconsistency may be a big factor in this I actually do think uh, there may be room for a surprise uh, Ireland or Greece to challenge but yeah i kind of agree with you on the whole that it's unlikely but i think the door is ajar there how do you see ireland and greece doing in this campaign uh i gotta say i favor greece over ireland a little bit maybe not uh, uh as much as the odds do uh but um uh, both of them actually have some some promising players that may make a difference and both of them have had campaigns in their history uh, the, where they've taken big teams by surprise and, and knocked them out. We saw Ireland in uh, in um, 2002 knocking out the Netherlands, almost knocking out France in 2010. And we've seen Greece have some good campaigns. Some of their campaigns more recently have uh, really, um, even though they're third place finishes, they have been kind of challenging. <coughs> So I don't think they're teams that uh, that we can write off too easily. How about you? Yeah, I, I do see Ireland as being in a bit of a weak point in their history. They have a couple promising young players, but they're not, I don't think, players that are going to um, completely change the dynamic, including, you know, striker Ferguson. You know, I think Euro 2020 campaign in qualifying um, was poor. Um, World Cup 2022 was pretty poor, except for a couple couple wins um, at the end. But they didn't actually win a home game in that campaign, and then they kind of struggled to be competitive in the Nations League as well. So I, I see I see Ireland and Greece as very similar as as the world rankings do. But I see Ireland probably in a bit of a slump that I I don't see signs that they're out of that yet. Whereas for Greece, um, kind of in contrast, they actually finished their last World Cup qualification. You know, with a couple of good results and then have done well in Nations League. So I see Greece is on a bit of an up and and kind of giving that recent recent momentum. I, I favor Greece a little bit as, as you do. Yeah, I hate to agree with you there, but uh, I, I do. I think uh, I do favor Greece. Uh, do you agree with the odds, though, that Greece are kind of twice as likely? Um, I, I probably do, to be honest. Um, I mean, both on a, you know, a small scale, I think. Probably the theme I take take away more is that, well, maybe these teams have been capable of surprises in the past. I don't really see it this time. Um, so I kind of take their small odds to challenge France and Netherlands. The inconsistency kind of among all four teams, I think, is a theme and, and does open the door. But I just feel like Ireland and Greece are just in a bit weak period right now and don't really see the, the surprise coming. Right. Uh, how about Gibraltar? Do you think they can uh, get a tie, maybe play a bit of a spoiler here? Um, it's possible for sure. Um, you know, Greece um, have, have, have played, you know, finishing, losing two games to Faroe Islands in recent memory. Shows they're susceptible, as are Ireland. Um, narrow wins against Gibraltar previously, but, you know, losses to Luxembourg and they've even struggled against a team like Andorra. 
Um, so I, I almost worry if Ireland and Greece are perhaps more susceptible to an upset from below than above. Um, I mean, on the whole, I think given Gibraltar's history, I wouldn't, you know, predict them necessarily to get a point, but not out of the question. Yeah, they are getting uh, slightly better. I feel the same as you, that they're likely to uh, lose all games here. But uh, it would be nice to see them uh, play a role, hopefully not against Ireland, though. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, shall we move on to uh, looking at the uh, actual games that have been played so far? Yeah, I've uh, shielded yeah. myself from uh, knowing these results, uh, so it becomes a, a little bit of a game uh, predicting. All right, so let's start with the first one. France-Netherlands, a, a heavy-hitting match to start off with. Yeah, that's a, a really good start. And uh, again, France not as consistent at home as uh, some of the big teams are, like Spain. Uh, so I think it's possible that they'll give up points here. And Netherlands is a bit of a black box to me. You never know if they're going to play well or not. So I'm prepared for anything, but I think 2-1 uh, France here. France were victorious and uh, they got off to a good start both in the campaign and the game. They scored, they were up 2 nothing after 10 minutes. Uh, that game finished 4 nothing to France. Ooh. So a statement win. A convincing win there. Okay, well, Gibraltar and Greece, I guess this would be uh, maybe Gibraltar's uh, one of their best chances at a result here, but I don't see it happening. I'm going to go 2 nothing Greece. Yeah, 3 nothing Greece was the final. Um, so. Yeah, not the yeah. surprise Gibraltar were hoping for. A reasonably respectful scoreline for Gibraltar yeah. there. And uh, we move on to the second set of games in March. That's Netherlands and Gibraltar. And uh, wow, I don't see Netherlands a team uh, as a team that would put on the brakes after going up 5 or 6 nothing. So I'm going to say 8 nothing Netherlands. I, I will note that Gibraltar entered the game ahead of the Netherlands in the standings on goal difference. <laughs> Um, but that situation was quickly reversed. 3 nothing was the final. Ooh. So, um, again, respectable for Gibraltar, certainly away from home. Yeah, you bet. Okay, and Ireland and France, a bit of a grudge match there. Um, I would love to see Ireland get revenge for that 2010 uh, campaign. Um, and I think Ireland will be good defensively, but don't offer that much going forward. If they get a goal, I'll be happy. I think I'm going to say one nothing France, though. That was exactly the result. one nothing France. Well done there. Oh, okay. um, I will say that the game mostly played out as you, as you expected. Ireland were good defensively, offered very little. But it did take a stunning save from France's goalkeeper um, with, I think, two minutes from time off of it corner um so ireland came very close to uh, a bit of a smash and grab draw there wow um, but uh france france held on and that would have been uh, one of their new goalkeepers do you know who it was i believe actually it was mandanda in net though i could be wrong oh okay well uh, the list says he's retired but uh, we maybe uh, have to take a, a look as the information uh, is not always reliable. Okay, well, we'll take a quick look at the June games coming up uh, and make predictions. Here, you can make a prediction too. Uh, Gibraltar uh, at home to France. I don't think home advantage is quite enough to make a difference here. Um, I'm going to say France 6 nothing. Okay, uh, I think Gibraltar have been keeping respectable scores, so I'm going to bring it down to 4 nothing there. And uh, then a very important game in that battle for probably third place, uh, Greece versus Ireland. 
Um, I would say Ireland's uh, draw against France will, will give them a bit of encouragement. Um, I expect a low-scoring affair. I'm going to say Ireland hold on for a nil-nil draw. Right. They didn't draw against France, though. I thought they lost. They, they did lose, but it was a good... Good oh, okay. Yeah, good result, I guess, good even in a one nothing yeah. defeat. Yeah, uh, I think away from home, um, it'll be a little bit tougher. So uh, Greece, all through that Euro 2004 campaign, it was one nothing all the way. Uh, I think that's what it's going to be here too. Greece one nothing. All right. Okay. Well, we have to see if we're right about that. But that does bring us to the end of the uh, podcast. So good talking to you, Connor. Yeah, thanks so much. I'll see you for uh, for the next one, Group C.